This week on Whatever Wando, we have another what if. And it's what if the Portland Trailblazers had drafted Kevin Durant instead of Greg Oden. Let's get into it. So this week's episode, like I kind of feel bad when I was, you know, coming up with it because we're doing a what if and it's the what if the Trailblazers had drafted Kevin Durant instead of Greg Oden way back in the day in that 2007 draft. Um, and I felt bad about it because there are certain teams and certain draft decisions that are made, whether, you know, you know the sport that it happens, it just consistently and always brought up. And as fans of those teams, we're like, we're not the GM. We can't change anything about this. Uh, you know, you think about, like, the best baseball player right now, all-around baseball player is probably Mike Trout. There's so many teams that pass on Mike Trout, and no one beats us up because, like, no one thinks about the Major League Baseball draft, to be honest. But when you think about the NFL, for example, as a Bears fan, for so many years when Mitch Trubisky was our quarterback and Sean Watson was still playing for the Texans, and then you had Patrick Mahomes, every 10 minutes we were reminded, like, you guys traded up and took Mitch Trubisky instead of these other two guys. Like, always reminded of the failure of a pick we had. And it's annoying because, once again, like, there's nothing we could have done. Like, I can't tell Ryan Pace how to do his job. I feel like I could have done a better job, but that's also, you know, me Monday morning quarter, like, quarterbacking this thing. In the NBA, though, I feel like, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but the Trailblazers are that team that's just associated with a mishap in the draft. And only, honestly, it's because of, like, I'm sure if I look down the history of their draft picks, I'll find more. But they're associated with two really big of, you took this guy and could have had this guy. And it's kind of sad. Because once again, like, there are awful mistakes that were made. There's the great, you know, LeBron draft that happened. And then, like, the Detroit Pistons, who still had a really good team, took Darko. Like, that's an awful pick. The guys that the Trailblazers picked that like we're gonna talk about, you know, they you know they flamed out, didn't have great careers, but not as embarrassing as Darko compared to some of the other guys could have had, at least in my humble opinion. I don't know, but the Portland Trailblazers, everyone always remembers that they could have had Michael Jordan, but they took Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie was a talented big man and something that they needed on the team, and also the year before. Once again, Michael Jordan is a shooting guard. The year before, they had drafted Clyde Drexler out, you know, out of Houston as a shooting guard. Why would you double up on that position? It isn't kind of like the way that we, uh, you know, play basketball today, where it's kind of positionless. It's like no, like we have a two guard, we have, you know, we have our point guard. Why double up on that? So draft a big man, and that's also how in the eighties. The 80s and early 90s, and even, even to the late 90s, it was like you needed a good point guard. You needed a dominant big man. S some people thought Sam Bowie was going to be that. 
You know, it just didn't work out. Once again, Clyde Drexler, is he Michael Jordan? No, but he's a Hall of Fame player. It's not like they didn't already have a really great shooting guard on their team. So everyone understood that. The pick that we're going to focus on today is what happened in the 2007 NBA draft. In the 2007 NBA draft, like a lot of drafts, there was like two top picks. It's kind of like, all right, who are you going to take? You know, one year, you know, it was Michael Beasley and Derrick Rose. Uh, one year, it's Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins. Who are you going to take? This year, it was Greg Oden out of Ohio State and Kevin Durant from the University of Texas. So first you had Greg Oden, who was a monster. He looked like a grown man playing in college. Him and Mike Conley, you know, killing it for Ohio State in their, you know, their one year together. Because obviously everyone knew they were, once again, this is after you can't go pro straight from high school. Because Oden for sure would have went pro out of high school. It's just like, all right, well, we're going to come here. We're going to kill it. And then we're going to go pro. And they looked ready to go pro. And he was great down on the block. He was super athletic. He was fast. You could see him run the floor. Greta Odin looked like the next great big man. He reminded a lot of people of like a young Shaq without like looking young. Like he had all the talents of a young Shaq, but he looked like an old man. And everyone made those jokes. It was great. Uh, And then you had Kevin Durant, who was a great shooter. He was, you know, he had that length and he was... So skinny, like we all, everyone, you know, was just like, all right, he's great. He needs to put on some weight, but no one can deny how great of a scorer he is, he, how dominant he is. So the Portland Trailblazers ended up with the first pick, and the second pick belonged to Oklahoma City Thunder, right? No, wrong. He was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics. Just another reminder, there should be a team in Seattle, Kevin Durant. I know in basketball, you don't go in in a certain team. I want Kevin Durant to go in as a supersonic. Just just for spite. Just for spite. There should be a team in Seattle. Fix this NBA. But the first pick belonged to the Portland Trailblazers. And the Portland Trailblazers team going into this draft was pretty good. You had LaMarcus Aldridge, who had always already proven himself to be consistent you know, double, double guy, you know, he was great. The Bulls had drafted him, then we traded him for Tyrus Thomas. Real great move on our part. Just a lot of geniuses that ran our team. It's infuriating. Uh, you also had Channing Frye, who was a he was a good center, who also could shoot the three. Jared Jack was a solid shooting guard. Um, but you also had Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy was one of those great what-if players. He was so talented, but just couldn't stay healthy. You know, uh, you know, knee issues just shortened his career. But his highs were extremely high. So this team, which was once again, they weren't a terrible team. You know, there are sometimes teams that get the first pick and you're like, God, this team is awful. You know, like when the... Uh, when the Cavaliers got the first pick after LeBron left, that team was awful. It was like, all right, who's the best player on this team? Mo Williams? Yeah, this team sucks. I like, I always get a kick out of that because I always remember it was the uh, when the Heat, you know, with LeBron coming and they came back 
uh, till uh, they came back to to play Cleveland, and you know Cleveland booed every time LeBron got the ball. And they had this. Uh, they showed the video on ESPN of like the entrance video for the Cavaliers, and it was uh, the Eminem song "Till I Collapse." And if you haven't, you know, heard that song before, it's amazing. It's a great like workout song, and it's like "Till I Collapse." You know, uh, you know, as you know, I'm feeling this rap as long as I feel them. Like it's going through it, and you're seeing all these guys working out, and it's just like, all right, Anderson Varejao, Mo Williams. I'm like, wow, this team sucks. Uh, they, they, during that run, they were awful. Someone made a website called did the Cavs win last night? And it just said no all the time. And I think they lost, I think it was 18 straight. And finally there was like just a big yes. And like a bobblehead on it. And then like confetti, it was great. Um, but yeah, there are some teams like going back that who get the first pick overall and they're a God awful team. This trailblazers team wasn't like God awful. It wasn't good, but it wasn't God awful. So they were taking, everyone thought, hey, you know, you add Greg Oden or Kevin Durant here, you're going to make a real jump in your team. Uh, Because, you know, once again, you're adding an instant impact player. So the decision was made by the Portland Trailblazers to take Greg Oden. Why did they take Greg Oden? Um, Once again, dominant big man, young big man. Channing Frye was good, but not great. Um, you already have a power forward, and I think at this time people weren't exactly sure what Kevin Durant was going to be because he was bigger than most small forwards. He was extremely tall, but at that time, like if you go look at rookie Kevin Durant, and like he, Kevin Durant hasn't put on a ton of weight, but he definitely weighs more than he did when he came into the league. And rookie, you know, Kevin Durant was just so like very skinny that I think that maybe the Trailblazers are sitting there like, all right, well, where do we put him? Because we already have a power forward in LaMarcus Aldridge. He can't play power forward. He might be too big to be a small forward. Centers the more, for sure, home run. And they took Greg Oden, and no one said anything bad. Like, I'm, I love the NBA. And when they took Greg Oden, I was just like, yep, that's the right pick. That's who I would have picked. And so the Seattle Supersonics gladly took Kevin Durant, And then their stories were written, you know, you look at Kevin Durant now, Kevin Durant's, you know, I think by the end of his career will be a top, he's already probably in the argument for top 10. He'll be a top five player by the time he retires. One of the greatest scorers of all time. One of the best just like athletes when you think about creating a basketball player, you know, he is tall, athletic, an amazing shooter, like one of the best shooters in basketball, a great finisher at the rim. You honestly, like, the only thing you could do is if you could maybe make him put on slightly more weight, like maybe like 10 more pounds or 5 more pounds. I don't know how that would look on his body. But besides that, you honestly can't create a better basketball player than Kevin Durant, like, in a lab. Like, physically, you would go maybe with LeBron, but, you know, LeBron is not nearly the shooter that Kevin Durant is. So Kevin Durant, once again, is already a Hall of Famer. If he retired today, called it quits, He's in the Hall of Fame, first ballot. Once again, he's so good. Think about the team he joined. You know, he went from being on the Sonics, who by by hook and crook, then became the Thunder. He then went to the Golden State Warriors, a team that the year before had won 73 games, lost the NBA Finals, therefore not the best team of all time. That still belongs to the Chicago Bulls. Um, they bring joined that team, you know, with Steph Curry, 
Uh, you have Clay Thompson, you have Draymond, and he instantly became the best player on that team. And it wasn't a question. It wasn't like, hey, is, whose team is this? Like, no, no, no. The best player on this court is Kevin Durant. That's how good he is. So, the like, even right now, like, the Brooklyn Nets are not doing very well, but they're still, like, the second betting odds favorite to win the East. And they're on, like, ninth, to give you an idea, perspective of today. So, you know, Kevin Durant had an amazing career, but things didn't work out so well for Greg Oden. Greg Oden, on the other hand, had some problems. His career kind of started off with a thud. So Greg Oden missed his entire rookie season with microfracture surgery. Uh, what exactly is microfracture surgery? I'm not sure. I know it has to do with your knee, um, but, you know, I've heard it so many times, I should probably look into it. I have no idea. But... There's many players I've heard who've had to get it. So he starts off his career this way. Once again, isn't unheard of. Blake Griffin missed his rookie year. He came back the next year, won rookie of the year. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., who's currently on the Nuggets, he missed basically his entire rookie year and then came back. He's not the first to do it. But if you're a Trailblazers fan, you start freaking out a little bit because this is, you know, you're like, is this Sam Bowie all over again? Because what... Sam Bowie, what some people forget is Sam Bowie in the beginning of his career looked like he was going to be pretty good, but then like a lot of other big men, his career got derailed by injuries and his legs and his feet. You know, Yao Ming, you know, some people may not remember. Yao Ming had some amazing years in the NBA. There was a couple of years where he looked like an MVP candidate, but it was just, you know, foot injuries and leg injuries that brought him down, which makes sense, you know. The human body, you know, when your legs are that long and you're that big, it is hard for your body to hold that up consistently. I think it's just, you know, a structural thing. And that's where you give credit to big guys who stayed healthy for so long. Like, I look at LeBron James. where It's always funny. I feel like on, on podcasts is the only place I defend LeBron James. But besides, you know, near the end of his, like, you know, I think he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning. You know, he really didn't miss that much time, even though he's a big dude, because I think he just strength trains properly. But that goes for any NBA player. You know, some people might forget in the beginning of Steph Curry's career, he struggled staying healthy, too, because he had ankle problems. He literally just like he couldn't his ankles. He just was having issues with them all the time. So he eventually like went to a specific trainer and he has specific ankle like exercises he does, and then he's become obviously what he's become. But Greg Oden misses his entire rookie season with microfracture surgery. It's like, all right, whatever. We'll come back next season even better. And he plays 61 games, and it's a solid season. He's about 56% from the field, uh, about nine points per game, seven rebounds, a block per game. Not bad at all. And the next year, it starts looking pretty good, too. He plays 21, he, you know, he starts the first 21 games. He's kind of ready to go. He's, his points are up with 11 points per game. He's up to about two blocks. He's looked like a monster. Uh, his rebounds are up to 8.5, but he gets hurt again. And then the next year, he doesn't play at all because he has knee problems. And then the year after that, he has knee problems. And the same year after that. He makes a comeback eventually with the Miami Heat for 23 games, only starts six of them, but by then, his career is over. So the most games Greg Oden ever plays in a season is 61. 
For the Portland Trailblazers, he only plays 82 total games. And then he's gone. So there are some people who have wondered, like, okay, like, how different would things have been for the Trailblazers if they didn't pick Greg Oden? And once again, there is no knock on the Trailblazers for taking Greg Oden. There is no one who predicted these injuries were going to happen. You know, once again, it's just bad luck that when they've made these mistakes when it comes to drafting, there was the pick right after in both cases was a Hall of Famer. In both cases are going to end up being top five players. Like, that's the thing that hurts the Trailblazers the most and probably their fans. Because you sit there and go, the pick after ours, you know, back in the 80s, the pick after Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time, arguably. I don't think there's really much of an argument for me, but I'm a Bulls fan, so I'm extremely biased. Then, same thing later, happens 2007. You take Greg Oden, very next pick, Kevin Durant, who's going to go down, top five player. So, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of analyze what would life have been for the Portland Trailblazers if they said, never mind, you know what, we're going to go a little positionless basketball and draft Kevin Durant with the very first pick overall. Let's dig into that. So the 2007 Trailblazers ended up having not bad year. They were 41 and 41, and that's with their number one overall pick not playing a single second that year. So now what we're going to do is, first of all, same division. And also, that's something like I kind of just realized as I was saying this. That's another thing that had to make that Kevin Durant thing hurt is at least in, you know, in the beginning, you're having to play him all the time because you're both in the Northwest playing at the, that division. You're just like, hey, look at their great young rookie out there playing and ours is sitting in a suit. That had to be even more brutal. I literally like just, it's one of those epiphanies I've had just as I was making this. But Trailblazers, not a bad year. 41-41 and 41 without, you know, their number one draft pick playing at all. So, Let's look at the starting lineup of the 2007 Portland Trailblazers. So first at shooting guard, we have Brandon Roy, who that year averages 19 points a game, uh, 5.8 assists, and 4.7 rebounds. He's 75% from the free throw line and 48% from the field. Solid player. Once again, he's another player whose career got upended by injuries. But this year, he plays 74 games and starts all of them. So this is one of the years he's healthy. Got LaMarcus Aldridge, who plays 76 games and starts all of them. LaMarcus Aldridge, he's your power forward. He's averaging 17.8 points per game, 1.2 blocks, 1.6 assists, and 7.6 total rebounds. And he's about 48% from the field as well. You got Steve Blake. He's your shooting guard. Probably the weakest member of the team. But 8.5 points per game. A pretty decent three-point shooter. Uh, 0.7 steals per game. 5.1 rebounds. And his biggest impact on the team is he's the best three-point shooter. With uh, He's about 40% from the three-point line. Jared Jack is your point guard. Once again, serviceable. Kind of a journeyman, but still very good. Uh, 9.9 points per game, 
uh, 3.8 assists, 2.9 rebounds. He also shoots about 48% from the field. And there's some other guys on the team that are not bad. Once again, uh, you got Channing Frye, who's on this team. You got Ray Full of Friends, who's kind of near the end of his career. Uh, you got James Jones, Joel uh, Prisbilla, Travis Outlaw, James Jones. But here's where we're going to improve this team. The current small forward on the team is Martel Webster. 10.7 points per game, uh, 0.4 blocks, 0.7 steals, sorry, 0.6 steals, 1.2 assists, 3.9 total rebounds. And from the three-point line, he shoots 38%. We're going to take him and we're going to swap out Kevin Durant. We're going to put him at small forward because that becomes his natural position. As a rookie in Seattle, he did play a lot of shooting guard, but he doesn't belong there. This is Kevin Durant's rookie year. 20.3 points per game. Almost a block a game. A steal a game. 2.4 assists. 4.4 total rebounds. 87% from the free throw line. 45% from the field. And he shoots 28% from the three-point line, which is the worst of his entire career. It is amazing that he actually ever shot that bad. But he honestly didn't shoot that many threes. He only shot about three per game, which you look at now in the NBA, he averages about 5.3 threes per game. And also the NBA has clearly changed since then. So we are now taking that 10 points we're doubling it. We're now making that small forward much longer with a giant wingspan. And we are instantly improving this Portland Trailblazers team. And if you look at how the Portland Trailblazers finished the year, you can understand why that's such a big deal. As I said earlier, this Trailblazers team in this first year, the 2007 year, you know, after the 2007 draft, Without Greg Oden playing a single second in the regular season, they finish the season 41-41. and 41. They're in 10th place in the West. So now you're telling me if I throw in Ke- a healthy Kevin Durant uh, that there's no way that they, like, I think they easily could have made the playoffs. They only were nine games out of a playoff spot. I could easily see you could find nine wins with a young Kevin Durant. Because one big reason is, first of all, you're taking Martel Webster, And taking him from being a starter, where he did okay, you know, 10 points is nothing to shake a stick at in the NBA, but now you're throwing in Kevin Durant, who's more athletic, Uh, he is longer, you know, once again, so he's going to be better defensively, and he's a better scorer. And then Martel Webster now can come off the bench, which is great. So I easily think you can find more wins, but, and also for Kevin Durant, I think it would have helped him out because there instantly would have been all this pressure on him. He's going to a team where Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge are already, you know, people know who they are. They are up-and-coming stars. So for him, maybe that makes things a little bit easier on him. Maybe he sees a few more open shots than he did in the beginning in Seattle. But we're looking at this kind of at a micro view. Um, Let's kind of expand this to a macro view. And if I'm using those terms wrong, that's not my fault. I didn't take any economics classes. So you're telling me that a young core of Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant doesn't become a title contender? I want you to listen to the other big Western Conference you know, teams in this, two, in this season 
um, that we're referring to. This is the year that, they, that Kevin Durant would have been drafted in our hypothetical scenario to the Trailblazers. You have the Lakers. So you have Kobe, who's still on the team. Shaq's gone. Um, so they're still pretty good. You got him and Paul Gasol, but they're getting older. You got the Spurs, who they have a little bit of their run left, but they are for sure getting older. You know, Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker. You have the Jazz, who were, you know, never able to get over that hump, you know, with, you know, uh, Darren Williams and all those guys, Carlos Boozer. The Rockets, you know, Trace McGrady and them, they were never able to consistently win. Uh, you have the Suns, uh, who besides, like, they've had a few good years, but in the playoffs were, able, were never able to get it all together. The Mavericks, who would win a title, but they were kind of a one-off. And then the Nuggets. You're telling me that, that Trailblazers team doesn't instantly in the next year or two become a top-four team in the Western Conference? That's nuts if you think that they wouldn't. And even if you play out the true scenario, so in our true scenario, let's take Brandon Roy. Because Brandon Roy is kind of the odd man out here. And the reason I say this is because, once again, Brandon Roy was a great player, but he had trouble staying healthy. First of all, he was two-time All-NBA, three-time All-Star. So he's kind of important to have around. His rookie year, he comes in 06-07, averages 16.8 points a game. 07-08 year, which would be the year that we'd be adding Kevin Durant to the team, he's an All-Star, 19.1 points per game. Very next year, 08-09, he's an All-Star again, 22.6 points per game. And the same year after, after that, um, he's another All-Star in 09-010, not 010, 09 and 2010, 21.5 points per game. You have three years of Kevin Durant with Brandon Roy before injuries take down his career. They're either getting deep playoff runs or possibly, depending on the matchup, maybe winning a title. I really believe that. Like I said, if we keep the scenario true, that let's say, you know, once again, we can't fix Brandon Roy's knees. You know, whether it's genetic or something, Brandon Roy does like he does in our real stipulation. He retires in 2011. You still have an established LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant, who have both made, at the, by this point in their tenure, have made deep playoff runs. I think they would still be a force in the Western Conference. Do I think they would have gone as far after Brandon Roy left in our make-believe scenario as the Thunder did? I don't know. Because the Thunder had assembled an amazing foursome. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Serge Ibaka. You know, they had hit on a few draft picks and things were looking up for them. So they made it to one NBA Finals, and they have threatened to make a few other ones. Do I think this Portland team could have, you know, done better? I do, because I think the thing that hurt, uh, you know, Durant in all those years in Oklahoma City was that the main guy that he played off of, like, when he was in was Russell Westbrook, who wasn't a great shooter. So for them, they could, you know, once again, if you're that point guard and you know, hey, 
not only can sometimes Russ force up some shots, but even then he's not a great shooter, we're going to sag off a little bit. And so that lets someone, if they need to, they can help on to Kevin Durant. If you have Brandon Roy instead of Russell Westbrook to play off of, even though Brandon Roy's a shooting guard, you're going to see more open looks for Kevin Durant. The other thing is you might say, I don't like LaMarcus Aldridge is just a better all-around player than Serge Ibaka. I think Serge Ibaka probably at his height was more athletic, but as a consistent overall player, LaMarcus Aldridge was a better player. You know, I think they're both, you know, I think that's pretty, you know, easy to say. So I think when you look at it that way, I really do think Kevin Durant's early career would have been more successful with the Trailblazers. Obviously, this alters history because they're not, you know, they're not bad enough. They never draft Damian Lillard. They probably never take C.J. McCollum. I think, you know, I don't know if KD would have left Portland necessarily if his teammates were LaMarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy. You know, when he left Oklahoma City, you could tell him and Russ had some issues. You know, Russ wanted to be the top guy and stuff like that. By the time Kevin Durant probably would have been up for a deal in Portland, his main co-star would have been LaMarcus Aldridge, who I think LaMarcus was always fine being like the second guy. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge has a huge ego. So I don't, I don't think him and there would have been like arguments or like who's not getting the ball. And that's also a positional thing. At the end of games, you know, the ball wouldn't be in like LaMarcus Aldridge would be dribbling the ball down and then maybe forcing up a bad shot and never giving it to Kevin Durant. I think on the other hand, it might just be a thing like where, you, you know, it'd be KD, like, you know, once again, even though he's a small forward, he would be in those clutch playoff games. He'd be bringing the ball down maybe tossing it in to LaMarcus, who might kick it back out to him. You surround, those t- you surround those two with some shooters, maybe a solid point guard. I think you got a title contender. I think during that time, and maybe I think during that window where you have all three, LaMarcus, Durant, and Brandon Roy, I think you get a title out of that. I really do. And then once again, even though Brandon Roy will leave us in this scenario because we can't fix his knees, I think they are still then title contenders because now they are two very young players in LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant who have been battle-tested. Kevin Durant still might leave, you know, once again uh, because of, you know, maybe it's not a thing of he's disagree. maybe like him and... LaMarcus get around, get along great. Maybe he leaves. Maybe they never do get that title I imagine they get. Or it could just be a market thing. I think Portland's a cool city, but I don't know how great it is for your marketing. You know, it'd be interesting to talk to, like, some of those guys who stayed in small markets their entire careers. Be like, all right, like, how can we compare it to if you would have went to a different one? Like, I wonder, Tim Duncan, for example, if you would have plopped him in New York... How would his market value have changed? Because he's always, like, Tim Duncan, I don't think would have changed who he was. He just would have been on a different team. So maybe that would be a reason that maybe Durant would eventually leave Portland. But we'll never know. But at the end of the day, I think 
and this is what hurts, once again, if you're a Trailblazers fan to hear this, is I think if they draft Kevin Durant, they for sure get a title out of it. At least one. Because I think that three-headed monster, and it works just so well because there's no overlap of position. I think, you know, in the early on, Brandon Roy, it would have been... I don't think it would have been a Batman and Robin thing. It'd be like, all right, you got like two Batmans and a Robin. I think LaMarcus Aldridge would have been the Robin and he wouldn't have cared. You know, it's kind of like Batman, Batman, and Robin. And then Batman retires and you still got a Batman there. So, unfortunately for you Trailblazers fans, I really do think you guys missed out on an amazing opportunity. But that's easy for me to say. I now have years of hindsight to look back on it. Like I said in the beginning, I would have made the same pick you did. And a lot of people would have too. And there were times where it looked like Greg Oden was the right pick. When you saw him come back for his rookie year, how athletic he was getting up and down the court, blocking shots, you're like, oh yeah, that's why we took this guy number one overall. Unfortunately, the same thing that happened to Sam Bowie happened to Greg Oden. Injuries slowed down his career and eventually ended it. And then, unfortunately, you also did lose Brandon Roy, whose knees eliminated his career. But, you know, that's the crazy thing about what-ifs. It lets us imagine a world that we don't really get to live in, but it sure as hell is, you know, it's just so fun to analyze. Once again, thank you for listening to another episode of Whatever Wando. I always love these what-ifs, especially like with draft picks. You know, there's so many times where, because I think every sports fan can just relate where your team takes a guy and you may have high expectations for them, but something bad happens and then you go, what if we took this dude? And, you know, this is, you know, the Trailblazers are a perfect example of this happening to them. Unfortunately, two tragic times. So to be able to, Dive into it and play a little make-believe is always fun for me. Uh, but please follow us on social media. Uh, for Twitter, it's at WhateverWando. And for Instagram, it's at whatever underscore Wando. And join us next week as we go into our next conspiracy theory. Next week, we're going to be talking about Super Bowl forty-seven and whether it was delayed with a blackout on purpose to give the 49ers a chance to make a comeback. See you guys next Thursday.